Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. It's a Man Talk Monday, and Brandon is a man. Oh, yeah. Pause for five seconds of silence. Brought to you by Smarticle Podcast. Love me a good Man Talk Monday, Brandon. Yeah. Because, once again, you are a man. We're manly, very manly. You're more manly. Well, I but you if they could see you right now with your handlebar mustache looking like you're yeah. ready to go to a biker bar, they'd say that dude is manly. That guy's very You can't manly. even see my chaps that I have on oh, underneath. Oh yeah, ass chaps, sure. No pants, Thank chaps. You. Good. Like my it. mom's listening. Well, your mom knows that you're a bit of a rascal, so it's okay. She's never seen me in chaps, Brandon. Well, All right. All right. Here's the headline explaining Jim Harbaugh's who's got it better than us. This comes via the Detroit free press. Yeah. Do we really need a woke magometer on this? No, one? I don't. I think that they're pretty biased towards, uh, towards no. the Harbaugh. So, I mean, I don't know if you could give them a woke or a wagon. It doesn't really matter. They're definitely biased towards the Michigan Wolverines. Let's just put it that way. Just in case you didn't know, Michigan won the college football national championship before all Ooh. you ladies leave. Ooh. On a Man Talk Monday, we are not going to talk about football per se today. No. Man Talk Monday, but we're not talking about football. Michigan won under their volatile and very weird coach, Jim Harbaugh. Very weird. Dude was suspended twice this season, once for recruiting violations. Not once, but twice, baby. Not once, but twice. And then for sign stealing. Despite that, Michigan beat Washington to win the national title. If you watched Harbaugh at any place he's ever coached, He's got this call and response that he does with his team. He says, who's got it better than us? And the team says, nobody. I know this because he used to coach the San Francisco 49ers mm -hmm. and came at a pivotal time, which I'll get to in a second. But here's the explanation of that call and response. Quote, when I was growing up, there was a local car dealer in Ann Arbor that had a program where the coaches at Michigan got to drive the extra dealer cars. We didn't have much money. We didn't have a car of our own. So my parents shared the dealer car. Sometimes my dad, brother, and I would walk outside and the car would be in the driveway. Other times, if my mom was out, it wasn't. Hey, dad, where's the car? No car today, guys. We're walking. Grab a basketball. Hunter with the right, Hunter with the left. Let's go. So we dribbled down the sidewalk. Dad leading the way, yelling, who's got it better than us? And everybody else would say, no body. We used to live in 800 square feet five people yeah. in san francisco on the second floor we had one bathroom oftentimes you'd be showering and someone was pooping or Ooh. brushing their teeth Ooh. in the bathroom Ooh. it did seem like there was a poor me attitude mm -hmm. but harbaugh was coming on the scene at this moment and he was doing this thing with the 49ers who's got it better than us nobody there was a lot of love in that 800 square feet i totally resonate with what Harbaugh is trying to do with leadership and just remind his team of gratitude. It's funny with Harbaugh because he is one of those guys, for those of you that are watching that or listening, that don't Polarizing. Really, yeah, he's polarizing. He's also weird as hell. And he, he kind of, you know, I, I am a lifelong Niner fan as opposed to you being a Rams fan. Not a Rams fan. So when he became the Niners coach, you kind of, you know, you become a homer and you like the guy. And he was a good coach. But he also had these controversial moments he left the team in controversy. He's probably going to leave Michigan in controversy. He's sort of this weirdly polarizing character. That said, I really, really 
like this mantra. Oh, wow. I think, you know, I, it was funny. I was having this, I have this conversation with my daughter all the time because she's a spoiled only child and she gets whatever she wants. And we fight constantly about not giving her things. And, you know, I was thinking, man, this is, I'm going to incorporate this into my family and I'm going to look at her every time she complains or every time I say, who's got it better than us and get her to just repeat after me. Nobody. Because I do have her, I do have her say when when we leave somewhere and she doesn't want to take her coat, I say it's better to have it, not need it, and then she'll go than to need it, not have it, Daddy. So I will incorporate this. And I think this is a a universal mantra that we could all live by personally. It's sort of like the real life version of the Blind Side. You know, remember that movie with yeah. Sandra Bullock? Oh, well, that ended up poorly, but anyway. Well, can we yeah. just enjoy the yeah. movie? Yeah, that no, it was a nice, sure, sure. There's this very nice family that uh, lived in the suburbs and this mom. Nice. <laughs> I mean, they're taking this guy off the streets. Oh, okay. I, just, I very rarely get you off your game. This is great. I Go mean, ahead. What do, I want to, what do you want me to say? <laughs> they're racist and the story just, I don't. They stole money from good, good example. I go with it. Go with it. I love it. Go with it. Hollywood, baby. It, it's just, okay. I, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> it's so rarely, it's always you doing this to me. Oh, so good. Continue, Larry. You are a professional. Well, it's ruined now. I guess all that to say is. No, the point is what, Larry? Make the point. The point is gratitude. Yes. The point is how, on the Man Talk Monday, can you fe- teach your family a little bit of gratitude? Jim Harbaugh. Probably does the pregame speeches and the postgame speeches. It gets lots of time to talk football. And what does he tell his team? Let's be thankful for what we have. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that he he has had a penchant for taking programs that were once great and that have fallen on hard times and sort of recrafting a culture for them. That is, it, it, I think, in any team, whether it's a sports team, your family team, your work team, whatever it is. Whenever you get a group of people together and you're trying to pull in the same direction, creating a culture is challenging. It's the most important part. I remember I worked at this one school where it was just broken, and the year I got there, it was a new headmaster, and he was the master of creating a great culture, and he did. Best boss I ever worked for. But he just slowly but surely built this culture around believing that we could do what we set out to do. I think that's what Harbaugh does. He, By the way, he's been there for, what, nine years? It's not Eight like it years. happened overnight. So it took him a while to build this culture. I do like what you have to say is that his odd, weird, thankful, bizarre personality, Mm -hmm. wherever he goes, propels the culture. And I'm wondering, like, in your family, does what you believe at your core as a man or whatever, does it propel your family to have a better culture? I, I think so. I think that you have to. It has to be very intentional, though. I think yes. there's lots and lots of people out there that are like, oh, I want my kid to be blah, blah, blah. I want my family to do X, Y, and Z. But then they don't actually do it. It requires a daily commitment to this. So, like, you know that at every single practice, Jim Harbaugh, since day one for eight years, has said to his players, who's got it better than us? And everyone on that team knows nobody. Now, some of those guys are probably looking at him like, whatever, dude. You're, you know, what, you know, he, he maybe they don't like him. Maybe they're on the, board, whatever that is, but everybody understands what he's trying to accomplish and everybody on that team can repeat that mantra. And it beca- it sort of seeps into your system if you actually live it out. If he didn't live it out, if he didn't say, hey, this is great, 
Today is a great day. Right? It's, let's say it's Michigan. It's cold. It's miserable. The yeah. snow's coming down. And he's like, who's got it better than us? And they're all like, nobody. They know that there's people out there sitting on beaches in Hawaii. They've got it better than them right there. But if you if you connect your brain to gratitude, you could look at this and say, hey, it could be a lot worse. And it's not. You know, I think what you're trying to say, it took you a while to get there. He <laughs> actually believes it. Like he goes to the cold practice and tells them because he loves coaching football and grown men and helping them to get better. And that is, I mean, it's a, it's effective, but it's also, uh, everybody catches his fever. Yeah, absolutely. There was, I once had a coach, he actually became the head baseball coach at Kansas and I played for this, uh, this private junior college and he, he would come out and he'd say, it's a great day to be alive and be an oak. We were the oaks, the mighty oaks. And he would say, it's a great day to be alive. And, be, and it's always stuck with me. And then when I went to Oregon, there was a coach there that had played under his coach. And he would say, it's a great day to be alive and be a duck. And I think there's something about that idea. If you just, I mean, you're about ready to go into the heat of the summer. You got a million pounds of pads. It's hot. It's miserable. You'd rather be anywhere than this. Remember, we're talking to the ladies. I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm point is, if you can get people to buy into, even as shitty as it is in that moment, that you could have gratitude for wherever you are, just say it. Name it and claim it, Larry. The other thing, you, you mentioned that Harbaugh is weird. Yes, and I, anybody that's ever known him, you know, I've been the Bay Area coaches, blah, blah, blah. He is an odd guy. But here's why I like the odd, is he is memorable. Like, he is, like, he takes his teams to practice in weird places. He makes like normal everyday practices memorable. And now I might not be the best dad in the whole wide world, but I definitely try to create memorable moments for them to shake them out of the, by the way, doldrums of life. Give me an example of how you do that. Well, this last weekend, we didn't have any plans. And I just said, we are going on a spiritual adventure. Oh, spiritual nobody adventure. knew what that was going to be. Nice. Nobody knew Even what the you. spiritual adventure. I knew what it was going to be. Oh, okay. But I had planned this, but I wouldn't tell them. Okay. Sure, so that made your wife happy. She hated it, but she's come to realize that she's, after it only took her 20 years, to trust me when I've mm -hmm. got a crazy idea. Sure. And that's this idea of, like, I feel like, you know this better than anybody, to be a football coach, people think, like, uh, it's easy to be a coach. Like, those guys are the alpha of the alpha. They are, right. there is testosterone running through those players, through those coaches. Everybody there to be a guy that stands in front of all of them and leads them, man, that is a big freaking deal. You got a giant cojones. I mean, I really believe I've come to think of this. Yeah. You got to believe in yourself for sure. You got to believe in yourself and just be just focused on the goal. And I, it just, it runs through his body. Like it is, it is not fake with Jim Harbaugh. It is not fake. I think that the challenge is, and sort of this would tie into what, the man talk Monday idea would be is can you be like that and be authentic? In in other words, can you, can you go out there and be your true self, but not be a dick? Can you go out there and be a leader amongst your team or your family or whatever, and not be your a family. jerk about it? Right. So that you're not like, because I said, so that's why like, of course you're the alpha, but you don't have to remind people constantly that the true alpha doesn't need to remind anybody. They are what they are. So they yes. lead in a sense, quietly. I, I coach a seven and eight year old girls basketball team now. It's my daughter's team. It's really fun. Yes. And I've coached a lot of basketball in my life. And one thing that I have always done, especially with kids, really important is to get them to buy into like two or three things. 
One of the things I always have, I mean, little kids, you've seen it. You had little kids playing. They always try to go faster than they can. They're always out of control. The ball's kicking off their foot. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And I say to them at the beginning of every practice, when we do our sort of dribbling drills, I say, do you want to be fast or be in control? And they always repeat, be in control, because they're always out of control. And I want them to understand that. There are some mantras that you can do. And I think that these mantras, as much as they can be cliched, Chip Kelly at Oregon used to always have this mantra, say, win the day. They literally, they painted it on the wall of the, of the stadium, win the day. His point was, don't worry about yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about right now in this moment. And that's the same general idea. This was, I think, really interesting because he kind of threw it back to his dad. You know, his dad, Jack Harbaugh, who was a pretty successful coach in his own right, coached at Stanford. Co- didn't he coach Elway? I think so. I think he was a coach at Elway at the time. And he, so he'd been around Western Kentucky anyway. So the, the boys grew up in the shadow of this dad who's coaching major college sports. So that's, that's an alpha in and of itself. But they weren't rich. This was a time when coaches made no money. It's not like today where they're making millions of gazillions of both of the Harbaugh boys now make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Jack Harbaugh was not in a time when that happened. But he got his kids to buy into this mantra. And I, I love that. I, lo- I don't think it was fake. I think he was like, look. This is who we are. We're lucky to have this. I'm a football coach for a major college, and you get to be part of that. Who's got it better than us? No one. Does your authentic personality shine through to your family and get everybody feel that? And to wrap it up, Brandon, who's got it better than us? Nobody, Larry. Nobody.